If you haven't heard about Anchor by Spotify, it's the easiest way to make a podcast with everything that you need all in one place. Let me tell you about it. Anchor has all the tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or your computer. When hosting on Anchor, it can distribute your podcast to all the listening platforms, including Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. It's everything that you need to make a podcast in one place. And best of all, it is totally free. So, go download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Ladies and gentlemen, here we are, Friday Night Live. I'm glad to be back this week. Had to take last week off. I just kind of needed a little bit of a break, spent some time with the family, had a good Friday night just resting, but here we are, and I am glad to be back with you guys. I want to thank everybody that is uh, already kind of hanging out and already here and is taking time out of their busy week, their busy life to come hang out with me and to do this live stream. Tonight, it's just going to be me and you guys, and I'm going to have some fun with it. You guys are tonight's guest. Everybody that shows up over in the comment section, you guys are tonight's guest, and we're going to answer a bunch of questions. We're going to talk about spring bass fishing. I've also got Bethany here with me. She's sitting over here doing what Bethany does as far as helping me with the rifle and all that kind of stuff, and I've got a dog right here and a dog right over here as well. So, yeah, we got the fam here with us, but no guests. Ben is a little busy tonight. He is working on his boat. He had a... um. I think he said he had an issue with his trolling motor, so he was having to rewire like how his trolling motor was was in or whatever. I don't know. So that's what that's what oh, Ben is doing. Is. Yeah, he's making stuff up. He, he don't he don't want to be on here with me no more. Um, but over the next couple of weeks, you know, really hoping to get a few more guests on here, um, get a few more, um, you know, just different kinds of people. I think I want to try to have the biologist back on, um, get a couple more pros on, get just people in the youtube game on just all that kind of stuff you know what i mean so we'll uh we'll get it into the next few weeks here start planning some stuff out i just had to like i say take a little bit of a breather and kind of reset and now we're going to get back into this thing but as always guys thank you for coming and hanging out with me and as always this podcast slash live stream is sponsored by the good old people over at monster bass if you guys that don't know what monster bass is is it a subscription-based company and once a month we're going to send a bag it's a vinyl-sided zip-top bag straight to your front door full of all kinds of awesome baits. The baits are hand-picked for the region of the country that you live in as well as the time of year that you're fishing. And we're also doing really cool stuff like we did the Bassmaster Classic bag last month with every bait in that bag won a Bassmaster Classic except for my signature series Alex Redfish and Crankbait. Um, and we've also done like takeover bags where like Strike King will take over the whole bag and all that kind of stuff. So... Really, really awesome company doing really, really cool stuff. I'm very proud to be a part of the company and to represent them. And so if that sounds like something you want to be a part of yourself, I'll have a link down below. Go hit that link. Use the code BEARD. That's B-E-A-R-D, BEARD, like what's on my face. And it'll save you 10% off the entire site. So go check that thing out. Go use that code. And tonight, I'm going to be giving away a Tackle Warehouse gift card. Oh, yeah. You heard that right. A Tackle Warehouse gift card. So you guys will be able to go pick out on Tackle Warehouse whatever you want. Now, here's the deal about this gift card. The way that I do my giveaways on Friday nights, and a lot of you guys know this already, is 
it's like a raffle, right? And so you guys will enter a super chat for a dollar, and every dollar that you super chat will be one entry into the raffle. So if you do two dollars, it's two entries, three is three, four is four, so on and so forth. But here's the deal: the more entries that we get into the super chat, the bigger the amount on the tackle warehouse card gets. So right now it's sitting at 50 bucks. So this is kind of like a raffle slash auction, right? It's like a raffle and an auction all in the same thing. So the more super chats that I get, the bigger the amount on the gift card gets. So if we get 100 super chats, then I'll bump it up to 100 bucks. If we get 200 super chats, I'll bump it up to 200 bucks. Blah, blah, so on and so forth like that. But right now we're at 50 bucks and we're going to go of like in increments of, let's say like 15 bucks a pop. For every time that we roll over a milestone, I'm just making this crap up as I go. But for real, the way I'm thinking about this is we're going to start it at 50 bucks. And if we hit 100 super chats, I'll bump it up to 75. If we hit 200, I'll bump it up to 100. If we bump it up to 300 super chats, I'll bump it up to 150. And we'll just keep going. So text your friends, text your buddies, share this thing on social media. Let's get this thing rolling. Let's get this thing going. Let's get a bunch of people in here to participate so that one of you guys has a really, really awesome chance to win a Tackle Warehouse gift card so you guys can go buy some awesome stuff on Tackle Warehouse. But without further ado, let's get in this thing. Let's start talking about some spring bass fishing. And like I said, you guys are the guests tonight. And so I need you guys to... Start asking me a bunch of questions about spring bass fishing, and I want to go over any questions that you guys may have about spring bass fishing so that I can kind of help you guys out, help you to learn, kind of discuss some things um, that I've learned over the past, you know, years of fishing as, as long as I've been fishing. It was kind of funny. I had a conversation yesterday. I was actually on another person's podcast, the Tackle Talk podcast. If you guys have never heard of it before, a really awesome dude doing some really cool stuff and we discussed square bills and it was kind of funny to just think back of how long i've actually been fishing i've been fishing since before i knew even what fishing was you know my earliest memories are bass fishing and so it's kind of cool because i do have a you know set of skills and a set of experiences that not every angler has and so it's it's always fun to share those with you guys so Let's, uh, let's start getting into some of these questions, and I'm just going to go through them as many as I can because they do get going fast sometimes. So if you got a question that doesn't get answered and you really, really want to answer, please just hit me up over again in the comment section. But how do I like the KVD flat side? So the KVD flat side is probably one of my favorite flat side of crankbaits ever made. Uh, I really started to figure that bait out a couple years ago. It was a bait that not a lot of people were throwing, right? And it was a bait that I bought. I stuck it into the box and I just didn't think about it until we got down like late winter, kind of where we're at now, that late winter, early spring deal where the water's real turbulent, water temperatures, air temperatures are real turbulent. Pulled that thing out and had just a ton of success with it and kind of started to figure out where that bait kind of lies in my tackle box. Because what's really cool about that KVD flat side is it dives just a little bit deeper than your average flat side crankbait will. You know, the Fritz sides, they got some deeper diving ones. But if you look at flat sides as a whole, there's not very many that dive into that little bit deeper range like that KVD does. But really, really awesome flat side of crankbait. What water temperature do you start throwing a buzzbait? Personally, I'm not a big buzzbait thrower, to be honest with you. I have thrown the bait. I've had success with the bait, but I'm just not a huge – I just don't toss it a lot. 
man, but I know guys who will start throwing that thing as early as 45 degree water temperatures. It is nuts how early they will throw it and how early they'll actually like get bites on it too. Um, but you know, I think as a kind of general rule of thumb, as far as top water period goes for me, like 55 and up is really where top water starts to play And 60 degrees is kind of that magic range. Um, you know, when those bass start to spawn, those bass start to get up shallow, you know, a top water can elicit a bite like nothing else will. One of the coolest bites that I get on is right as those bass start to transition onto the bed and start making beds, they'll get super, super keyed on frogs and i guess a frog looks like a bluegill or something to them i don't really know but it's a bite i discovered a couple years ago it's like it's, when they get onto those beds and they don't really want to bite anything else you can get them to bite a frog and, and have some really really good success on it so so how strong do you feel about using red lures in the spring so i know where this question is coming from that guy who's a pro or whatever he used to be a pro or whatever. He's got the YouTube channel now, um, block it or black it or whatever his name is. And he made a video talking about how red using red in the fall is only works. Cause a lot of people use red or in the spring. It only just cause everybody's using red in the spring. I, I, I kind of get to really disagree with that statement, right? You know, obviously chartreuses do well, you know, obviously shad patterns do well. Fish in the spring start keying in on a lot of different things, but especially around here, uh, reds, oranges, you know, those brighter crawl patterns have a ton of success. I don't think just because they look like a crawdad, I think if anything, they don't even really look like a crawdad that much. What they, they look like or what they do more is they stand out in what will eventually be muddier water. And I also think that as bass get colder, their eyes don't work as well. And so having those brighter, those reds, those methylates do two things for you. Number one, it's the ability for those bass to see them. But then number two, it does do a pretty good job of mimicking crawdads, bluegills, perch, other things that are those bright colors that live in the waters around me. So I'll say this, I've put more fish in the boat with a red or orange crankbait than I ever have a shad color crankbait. And only second to the orange and the red is the chartreuse, chartreuse brownbacks, chartreuse blueback this time of year. And it all depends on the lake that I'm on and the forage that I'm fishing around. And so, yeah, I'm, I'm pretty dead set on red works. And I think saying red doesn't work is just kind of, is just kind of silly, but Let's keep going here. God, there's a lot of questions coming in. I appreciate you guys so much. Um, wondering how long it'd be before you mentioned a 1.5. I mean, like uh, there, I mentioned it. You know, it's 1.5. It's 1.5. It's the greatest bait ever made. You know, greatest bait ever made. In, and I'll even say that now. Even with the Monster Bass Signature Crankbait, the 1.5 is still the greatest square bill crankbait of all time. End, done, period, stop, right? Um, so what are you throwing with the high water fast current in the Tennessee River system? So that's a really good question. It kind of plays into everything that's going on, right? So right now, the Elite Series guys, they've been delayed two days down on Pickwick Lake just because of the ridiculous amount of current that is coming through the Tennessee River system. And so when that happens, you know, water rises, water gets muddy, there gets a bunch of stuff on the bank. Well, kind of for the most part, as a general rule of thumb, as the water comes up, the fish that are shallow are going to just go ahead and follow that water on up. And so you can pick up 
a jig, start flipping that stuff, flipping a creature bait, throwing the square bill, throwing the bladed jig. But I'll tell you one of my favorite baits this time of year, especially in that current below those dams and in that man-made current that those those dams create is a big swim bait. Big six-inch like paddle tail hollow body swim bait, half to three-quarter ounce head, brightest color that you can get your hands on and those big small mouth those big large mouth that live in that super turbulent environment will absolutely hammer that thing it's one of my favorite also a flipping jig uh, beast coast they're they've got a flipping jig with the double wide weed guard that's great for that kind of fishing because you want a jig that's big it's bulky it puts off a lot of water displacement but you can get it in and get it out and that double wide weed guard allows you to do that so that's really the two big ones and then a crankbait you know that that current those fish will get in there get them to react to a crankbait uh bandit 200 bandit 300 i've had a ton of success fishing that um that river current doing that as well. But I think it's going to be very interesting to see what those guys specifically get on because it's not just like sort of high water and it's not just sort of current. It's like the most current you can have in the highest water you can possibly have. And I think it's going to just totally blow out a lot of what those guys have been on and been fishing. And so it's going to be very interesting to see what happens. I think a guy like Greg Hackney, those shallow water, you know, flipping, dobbing kind of dudes those guys that are willing to lock a flipping stick and a jig in their hand are going to do really really well just because like i say when that water comes up they'll start pushing up shallower with that water and they'll get back into that kind of sneaky nasty stuff that a guy like greg hackney that'll you know throw one seven foot heavy rod and a big old jig all day gets really really uh is really good at and can put a lot of fish in the boat with so um good frog combo that's a pretty good question i'm using this year actually i have two different frogging rods i've got a 7-4 heavy loose super grip and then i have a 7-4 heavy loose tp1 now those are two totally different action rods overall the super grip is a lot um stiffer of a rod a lot faster of an action of a rod whereas that tp1 the total tp1 black tp1x series is just a little bit more um, parabolic a little bit more moderate and so i use that that tp1x for open water and i use that super grip for like the thick stuff that we get in the fall but just as an overall like something that can be multi-purpose you can throw a jig on it throw a carolina rig on it throw a whatever else you want to throw on it you know have something that's a that's a big uh it's a big heavy application kind of rod that tp1x at seven four is is the kitties titties. Um, I'll make sure and link it down below their tackle warehouse affiliate links. Anything that I talk about as far as baits, I'll link it down below tackle warehouse affiliate links. Go click those links. They help me out on the back end. And speaking of tackle warehouse, now that we are a few minutes into this, we got a few more people in here. Tonight's raffle is really, really cool. What we are going to be doing is raffling off a tackle warehouse gift card. And so how to enter the raffle is really, really simple. You super chat $1 and for every dollar that you super chat, that is one entry into the raffle. So if you super chat one, that's one entry, two is two, three is three. And the more entries that I get, the more the Tackle Warehouse gift card is going to be worth. So as of right now, it is worth $50. When we hit 100 super chats, it'll be worth 75. When we hit 150 super chats, it'll be worth a hundred bucks. And I, I mean, I don't know. We'll here. just keep going and going and going. Kind of like like, you know, milestones up. So I said, I told Bethany, I said, this is kind of like a, um, it's kind of like a raffle and a, uh, and an auction all in the same thing. So, all right. So let's see what else is, uh, going, going out here. So 
Jack Bass says, I live about a mile from Wilson Dam, and the horseshoe is blown out big time. That's crazy, man. That's a big, that's a big ass dam. That is a big dam. And I know how much water actually goes through that thing. And I've seen some guys that were kind of complaining, saying that, you know, these dudes don't know what big waves are, you know, come up to the Great Lakes, blah, 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 blah. Man, listen, I've been on the Great Lakes, I've done the Great Lakes. The thing about down here is when that current gets going one direction and that wind gets going the other direction, you can get six to eight foot rollers on Pickwick Lake. And the thing about those rollers is they are not spaced out. And so you spear one wave, spear the next wave, and the next thing you know, you've got so much water in your boat, things aren't working, and it's really, really dangerous. I've been on Pickwick Lake when the wind gets blown and gets up, and literally, you know, me and Dad, even in his big glass boat, had to just find a pocket and wait it out because of how just number one massive and wide that lake is it gets a lot of movement a lot of power going man those two forces pushing together each other into each other is just absolutely crazy so everybody's wanting to know the tokyo rig you know tokyo rig tokyo rig tokyo rig and also the g crack baits um so I did a video about making the Tokyo rig because when the Tokyo rig first came out, it was pretty funny. I kind of laughed at the whole thought of a Tokyo rig, right? Tokyo rig, the original name of the Tokyo rig was called the punch rig. And the punch rig came from Japan and they had been using it in Japan for years and years and years before we ever got our hands on it. I can remember watching videos and literally all Japanese, right? Like these dudes are just literally zero English, Japanese subtitles. I have no idea what they're saying, but I can remember them throwing a punch rig. Um, I forgot what they originally called it. Obviously not a punch rig because that's English, but I can remember throwing this, this wire, you know, the wire leader with the weight on the, on the bottom, throwing it into submerged grass mats, right. And punching through those submerged grass mats and, and catching fish. And I found it very, very interesting. And so when the Tokyo rig hit the American market, you know, I thought, huh, it's funny. There's another thing from Japan that's come over and we've named it, whatever it's going to be. And, you know, it's going to become real, real popular. But what are you doing down there, buddy? No, you, I mean, Lord have mercy. You digging to China, son? Yeah, he's digging to China. Um, but I thought, I thought it was, I thought it was pretty funny just to kind of see it come over here. But when that, when that came over here and I saw that they were charging like, what is it, six, seven bucks for like three of them, I thought, man, you can make this with stuff that you got in your, in your tackle box. So I actually made a video making them. And I, you know, I looked at the components that Cherry Bomb, which was the first company who made them, um, it is actually called the Pheromone Cherry Bomb was the Japanese company that made the Tokyo rigs first or the punch rigs first. And I kind of looked how they did it modified off of that and um, made my own. And so go check that video out. It's actually one of the most popular videos on my channel. You know, you can see how you make your own so you don't have to spend a ton of money on them. Um, but, you know, I've thrown that rig around quite a bit in the summer and I, I flipped it in place of a flipping bait and just not had a ton of success with it. I'm still trying to figure that bait out. I've heard a lot of people say treat it like a wobblehead. I mean, you know, reel it like on the bottom like a wobblehead, drag it like a wobblehead. I've had a lot of people say flip the grass with it, and so I, that's where I've had the most success with it. And, you know, the, the handful of 10 to 15 fish that I've caught on that thing, I've caught them flipping the grass with it and usually flipping a structure bug or something like that. Now, I answer the second part of the question about the G-Crack. I have not used the G-Crack stuff yet. Um, I've heard a lot of really interesting stuff about it, though. You know, that's a really different kind of bait, right? A very wide, very thin, um, 
that those ribbed baits, but this really crazy looking stuff. But G crack again, a Japanese company bringing those Japanese things over here. My biggest thing is I've not been able to get my hands on them yet. Every time I go to try to buy them or whatever, they're sold out or they want too much for them or whatever it is. So I just need to, you know, kind of make that a priority to get some of those and try them out. But I bet they're, but they're really, really awesome. So the interesting comment here says, um, Tokyo rig is essentially a drop shot with a really short leader, which is really not because with a drop shot, you've got line, right? With the Tokyo rig, you've got that piece of wire and that piece of wire. What it does is it causes, you know, rigidity in between the weight and the hook, which allows it to go through grass. Whereas if you tried to do that with a really heavy drop shot and line, couple things you're going to do is you're going to break that line connecting to that weight you can't really find drop shot weights that heavy and then number two if you try to go into the grass you have to have the rigidity of that of that wire to actually punch into the grass and go through whereas if you did it with line what will happen is it hits the top of that grass mat and it just collapses on top of itself and it doesn't go through um so yeah i mean it's sort of similar but uh, really, when you compare the two, the action is totally different and the purpose for the tool is completely different. So interesting comment, interesting observation. I do agree with you to an extent, but they are really two totally different things. And I think what made the Tokyo rig, you know, come about was the fact that those dudes are wanting that kind of drop shot, you know, weight bait separation, you know, kind of up off the bottom perspective given to those bats but they had to figure out how to get it in that grass and get it back out which is really really cool so all right so i know there's some more questions here i gotta kind of read back up through here i get i get lost is my is my is my problem here so jamie l says i fish mostly river smallmouth do you think lose custom black seven medium casting would be a good all-around setup yeah man i think that, that would be an awesome rod and reel i love i have three or four custom blacks and i love every single thing about them they're they're amazing combos get a lot of work done that seven foot medium actually is a combo that i went and destroyed the reel anyway i didn't the rod's still kicking but went and destroyed a uh, a custom black reel striper fish and ended up catching like seven eight striper in a day and just totally jerked the guts out of the thing not saying anything bad about lose it's just when you catch six to seven 30 pound striper and they're jerking drag out of your reel and uh, you're just abusing that thing the way it's not supposed to be abused things start breaking and so the reel actually still works it just makes this god-awful screaming sound when i throw it and also when i reel it it kind of makes like a chirp it's like so yeah anyway all right so a couple bladed jig questions back to back here chatterbait trailers twin tail grubs or swim baits do you like the zako the swim on which do you prefer yes um i like so i never never throw a swim bait on a bladed jig i don't like what it does to it i feel like the blade for the most part in most swim baits that i throw on it it blows out the action of the tail and it gets it all out of whack and out of unison. I, I don't like it. I like the straight tail trailers. The only swim bait ish or kind of flange trailer that I like is obviously the Strike King Rage Menace. And so let's discuss that and then we'll kind of discuss some other trailers that I also like. So the Rage Menace, the reason that I like it is when you rig it vertically, 
meaning that the tails are in line with the hook point instead of horizontally. Um, or I mean, yeah, 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 yeah. So what it does is it causes that top claw on that menace to have almost a limping action. And it doesn't always just go and do its oscillating mo motion over and over and over again. And so when I started rigging that thing vertically, I started getting more bites. And I really, truly believe it's because when you look at a bladed jig as a whole, right, you got the blade going in the front, knocking against the head. You got the trailer going in the back. You got the skirt moving. That little limp, that little something different, that weakness, quote unquote, in that in that presentation makes those fish bite. Um, and I kind of came to that conclusion because if you think about predators, right, a bass is no different than a line. A line is going to go for the weaker one of the bunch or the slower moving one of the bunch. They're not going to go try to take down the biggest, baddest Cape Buffalo because it's going to get them hurt. And so they can kind of isolate those ones that aren't as lively as the other ones and kind of key in on them. And then as far as like the, the Zocos and the swim ons, I love them all, man. I, I love the swim on flamethrower for the, for that red chatterbait, the fire crawl chatterbait. Um, I love the Zocos for certain applications as well. I mean, I, I've played with them all, had success with them all. The most success that I've had though, has been with that, that rage menace that rage menace is like is like my big one and then the second part of that is someone asked jackhammer versus thunder cricket both um i actually did a very very extensive she almost wants, 30 she's stuck in that hole what's the wrong with the dog she's stuck she can't go anywhere okay, well that's not way. that's not my fault well she needs here just get back in your crate baby just go lay down <laughs> there you go don't ever buy a golden doodle y'all i didn't buy the golden doodle it was given to me but the golden doodles they're dumb Lord of mercy, poor thing. They're just not all there. But anyway, Jackhammer versus Thunder Cricket. I did a very extensive video about that. It, you know, it was almost a 30-minute video where I broke down bladed jigs. And the Jackhammer and the Thunder Cricket essentially are the same bait. But it's like saying that a, uh, a red-eye shad and a two-tap red-eye shad are – get in your crate. Get in there. A red-eye shad and a two-tap red-eye shad are the same bait. They're not. It's two totally different sounds in the water, and the jackhammer and the thunder cricket give you two totally different sounds. The jackhammer, in my experience, is a lot better in grass and has a lot harder of a thump, whereas the thunder cricket does a lot better around hard cover like rocks, riprap, docks, and things like that and has a lot more high-pitched frequency and a lot quicker of a blade action. And so I've really found a place for both of them, had success with both of them. I would pick up both of them. And um, also I've experimented with a lot of JDM blades. But the biggest thing about bladed jigs for me is I want a direct connection to the head. I don't want a split ring. And that blade diameter, I think, is the biggest player in all that. So, okay. So, um, <laughs> Bass Assassin's a pretty funny question. Whatever happened to those ski goggles you were wearing a while back they're back there in a in in a basket the problem with them were they were not polarized and so i couldn't see when i was bed fishing and we got into bed fishing season and i started wearing my polarized glasses so that i could see a lot better and i just put those away and, and never got them back out if they would make a polarized version of those things i would rock them hard i mean that's some that's some uh my uh, mondo man macho man randy savage glasses right there the cream of the crop all right so Oh, Lord of mercy. What else we got going on here? We Lots of questions, lots of questions. Um, oh, Mr. Team Zipper Lips. Zipper Lips. 
It's a fancy username if I've ever heard one. Number one, thank you for donating the $10 uh, Super Chat or entering the raffle for the $10 Super Chat. But love your show. Pick all one or none. The coldest water temp you've caught a bass on a wacky rig. Also, top water. And have you ever heard of anything on the brand new Berkeley jerk baits with hooks breaking off? All right. So I'm going to go backwards on that question. So the Berkeley jerk baits, hooks breaking off. I've never used them, so I have no idea. The coldest fish I ever caught on top water was in 43 degree water temperatures. It was a spot on Cherokee Lake in december and i saw him pushing bait down a bank and i said give me that top water my dad said you're smoking crack <laughs> whiz that thing out there two twitches and he absolutely choked it and then as for the wacky rig uh man i, I tell you once we get into like grass and like grass flipping season that wacky rig kind of goes away and i don't really get it back out unless we go somewhere where there's not a ton of grass but I spend most of my time grass fishing all throughout the fall and then kind of transition to the Highland Reservoirs in the winter. So probably like 50-something, like 50-ish degrees. I say that, though, and we've had some pretty good, like, pre-spawn stuff where the water will get down after a cold rain, like 48, you know, high, low 50s, high 40s, low 50s, and 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 get on them. But, yeah, awesome, awesome question. Three-parter there. Get, get three for one there, boys. Three for one. All right, so let's look at this question. Do you feel like guys in the fishing YouTube community see themselves better or high than others, or they see each other as the same? Why not help each other out? Either highs, blah, blah, blah. Um, Yeah, sure. I don't know. I mean, I, I don't really concern myself with a lot of other people. You know, I, I surrounded myself with some people that I trust and that I consider my friends. And uh, Ben Nowak being one of those, obviously, is my best friend in the whole entire world. And um, there's some other awesome, great YouTubers out there. You know, Debo is fishing. I love that dude. He's got a similar vision as I do in kind of putting out content. Mikey Balls is another guy. He's kind of got that similar vision on what we're wanting to do. I don't think people view themselves higher or lower than anybody else. I just think that everybody has a different view on what their goals are for what we're doing here, right? Um, I think some people view this as a business building opportunity to make as much money as they possibly can. I think some people sign the contracts that they need to sign to make sure that they get the views and the subs they need to get. And I, I think some people make grown ass man decisions and make the decisions they need to make to provide for their family. And I, one thing about YouTube for me has always been, I'm never going to make a decision based on what I do on YouTube that could affect my life in a financial or relationship way, right? Like I'm not going to compromise my relationship with my wife to go make YouTube videos where there's people that are willing to do that because that's how they make money. And so for me, you know, one day I would love to do YouTube for a living, but I'm going to have to make a lot more money on YouTube than I do now. And, you know, and I kind of talked to my buddy Andrew on Tackle Talk podcast about this yesterday. Um, it's really awesome because this year on YouTube, I'm going to make, nearly as much as I make as a teacher, if not a little bit more. And that's crazy to me. Um, but the thing is, is I'm going to have to make triple that to be able to afford to do YouTube full time and be able to provide for my family the way I need to. And so that's the most important thing for me. But that's a really good question. I, I think I, th I think that it's not do people view themselves higher. I think it's just what does their life look like? And for the most part, what you guys have got to realize is you don't know us at all. Like you guys have got a really good picture into my life, but you really don't know half of what goes on. And you know, there's a lot of big stuff going on in my life right now that I just don't want to share right now. 
And so I think what you got to kind of realize is that there's people that are making decisions based on what they think is best for themselves. And that's what I'm all about is they need to do what makes them happy and what is best for themselves and their families. And that's all I care about. But awesome question, my dude. Killed it. You know, I get I get asked that question a lot. You know, people are very curious about YouTube. I mean, it's YouTube's interesting in the fact that that it's a community of of people that make these videos that you get a good picture into their life, but you really still don't know them. And, and they really want to know, like, do these guys make money? Like, what are they doing? What's what their deal? Yeah. Like, what color underwear am I wearing? They're gray today. I mean, you know, and they're AFCO. And if you want to check them out, you can go use the code ARUD to get 20% off a pair of AFCO underwear. And if you don't have AFCO underwear, you need to go check them out because they're amazing. Um, also, <laughs> seriously, guys, let's take a moment here. We got to talk oh about underwear. Oh, my God, I opened a can of worms. Oh, yeah, you did. All right. So, like, underwear is important for guys. We got ball sacks. All right. You got to take care of that ball sack. <laughs> All right, hey, you don't know, okay? You don't, you don't, you don't, you don't got, you don't got the meat and taters down there, all no, right? right? And right. so you got to take care of them. And so, yeah, the the Afco underwear are awesome because they are vented. Um, <laughs> they are this awesome like polyester material, kind of okay. not a compression by any means, but definitely supportive. You know what I mean? And they're also sweat wicking, water wicking. I mean, they are just really primo underwear. Own a lot of pair of them. And um, I'm pretty sure one pair that I have is a face mask. And all they did was they sewed two <laughs> legs onto it. But anyway, yeah, there you go. Um, there's a rabbit hole, ladies and gentlemen. Oh, Lord have mercy. I'm telling you. How's my leg? My leg is doing fantastic, man. Thank you for asking. Um, for you guys that don't know, ended up breaking my leg back uh, right before Thanksgiving. Yeah. yeah, right before Thanksgiving, ended up breaking my leg. Um, I was deep sea fishing. If you've not watched that video, you need to go check it out. But broke my fibula, uh, fibula, fibula, yeah, and broke it right where it connects to my ankle. And uh, it was down for eight weeks. Nine weeks, I don't know, a pretty good while there. Did some pretty extensive physical therapy stuff, all that kind of stuff. Walked with a limp for a good while, but I'm good, man. I can tell you this much, though. I got a screw, a titanium screw in my left foot, and I got the, the right leg, which was broken. I guess technically still is broken. I, the doctor said it would be broke up to a year, but the bone healing would heal enough that I could walk on it. Um, my left foot will tell you when a thunderstorm's coming and my right leg will tell you when any kind of low pressure weather event is coming. So if you guys ever want to know what it's actually going to do and you don't trust the weatherman, just come, just come ask me and, and, and we'll get it. Well, yeah, I guess I could. I mean, I, I do have to say my leg was killing me the other day and it's when the fish started biting and when the pressure changed, the fish started biting. It was pretty funny. So, Oh, so me undies. That's who sponsors Joe Rogan. And the only reason I know that is because I listen to a lot of Rogan and he always talks about me undies. If me undies wants to come over here and sponsor the Alex Red Fishing Channel, hey, you come on over and we'll talk about it. If you support my balls the way they need to be supported, I'll be with you. All right. So, oh, Lord of mercy. Um, just a quick reminder again raffle, really, really easy to enter. Uh, super chat a dollar it's one entry two dollars is two three is three so on and so forth and the more super chat entries that we get the more that the tackle warehouse gift card amount goes up so right now is it still at 50 bucks hang on 
We're about to see if it's still at fifty dollars. Yeah, we're not broke hundred yet. All right, as soon as it breaks a hundred, or as soon as it breaks a hundred super chat entries, it will bump from fifty to seventy-five dollars. And once we break hundred and fifty, it'll bump from seventy-five to a hundred, and we'll just keep going up in twenty-five dollar increments for every fifty-dollar super chats, fifty dollars worth of super chats that we get. That makes more sense now that I've got a chance to I think about it. I don't think it makes any sense. I don't think it does either. It's you. it's kind of like this math that I'm teaching my poor second graders. It makes sense to me. To them, mm, poor things. We're just not getting it, but that's okay. That's okay. So uh, let's keep some uh, questions kind of rolling in here. Keep talking about some springtime fishing. You know, tomorrow I'm going to go get after hopefully some springtime fish. We got this cold front that's moving through tonight. Um, it's going to be high bluebird post front tomorrow. So we're going to have to kind of figure it out. I, I got a little bit of a game plan in my head, but you guys know every time you watch one of my videos, zero expectations um, zero, really anything. We just got to go out there and kind of figure them out. And I've not been on anything. The broken leg did do that to me. Um, usually I fish through all, throughout the winter, right? And I stay on fish pretty consistently. Well, being down for literally six weeks just sitting on my butt, it really threw me off um, the game, right? And it kind of threw me off being on those fish and following those fish and those kinds of things. So it's taken me a little while this winter into the spring to kind of get on a little something, right? Outside of the live bait fishing trip that I did with Caleb where I just smashed their face in, um, caught that big old, um, caught that big old 10 pounder that I did. You know, it, it's been a, it's been a grind. So there's my uncle for you guys that don't know, Kurt Rudd. That's my uncle. It's my dad's brother. Probably tell that because my dad's name's Kevin Rudd. That's Kurt Rudd. Anyway, he said the water's muddy on Watts Bar. So I was planning on going to Watts Bar. Why not go to Watts Bar? I don't know what I'm going to do. I'm going to figure it out. I'm going to wake up in the morning and flip a coin and just go somewhere. You know what I mean? Just go somewhere. So, oh, hey, I will show you this. Hold on just one second. I got something really cool here. I'm very excited about this. So look at this. This is a black cylinder. And um, for you guys that don't know, what was that sound? I'm saying I don't. What? People don't care? They will care. No. Does anybody know what this is? If you know what this is, raise your hand and I will call on you. Get out my, I, I got, so here's, you want popsicle I need my popsicle sticks. That's how my kids, to make sure everybody participates on a, even like a, you know, everybody has a chance to participate. I have popsicle sticks with their names on them. So raise your hand. Tell me what you think that you know raise this is. Hand. Raise your hand. Yeah. This, you know, like a little hand emoji down in the comments and I'll, I'll call any. No. So for you guys that don't know what this is, this is a lens and this is a brand new lens for a brand new camera that has not arrived yet. So the lens came before the camera, but I actually ended up picking me a new camera up. Um, this will be the first new camera that I've bought in a long, long time. I got my ADD back in the, uh, it's been like two years. No, it's been like four years now, three or four years, because I, I run that Rebel forever, like the first two years of my channel. I've been doing YouTube almost six years now. So, I thought you bought it after your No, no, I bought it way before that. Actually, that was a gift from mom and dad is what that was when I still lived at home. So it's been, it's been a while ago, but I had the ADD, and the ADD came out in 2016, and so I thought it was time to um, – pick up a new camera and so i got me a mirrorless camera and i'm very excited about it because this lens is really special what this is is a 16 millimeter f 1.4 lens and so what that means is it's i can get a really really open aperture and so what that means is more light is able to go into the lens and it can create some really cool um kind of more cinematic -y looking footage right really blurred background that kind of stuff 
And so I'm super excited about it. I get to play around with it, get to play around the, with the mirrorless cameras. I've never had a mirrorless camera. They do really good in, uh, in like low light situations and all that kind of stuff. But yeah, there you go. So you guys will start seeing content with this thing probably starting next week. And I'm very excited about next week as well because uh, Jeff, whatever this guy's name is right here, is going to... Anyway. But anyway, next week is my spring break. So starting next week, dude, Jason Smith. Yeah. My man. Thank you very much, sir. He just pushed us over the hunters. Yeah. All right. So... What, do your do your calculation. Here, right, so Jason now. just bumped us up, and he broke us over a hundred. So now the tackle warehouse gift card is worth seventy five bucks. And um, if he if we break over two hundred, which we're twenty five away from that, it'll bump it up to a hundred and twenty five dollars because we're going. Nope, that's wrong. You're wrong. You're like. Oh, yep. No, it'll bump it up to a hundred bucks. So right now we're at seventy five dollars. If we break over two hundred, it'll bump us up to. $100. Okay. Awesome. Thank you, Jason. But anyway, what was I talking about? I Next know. week's spring break. And not only do I get a week for spring break, but they're giving us off three days before because um, the rest of the teachers are getting the vaccine. I got the first part of the vaccine last week. I get the second part in a different, like I'm off the time scale with them. And so I get three days off to go hang out and go fishing. And then plus a whole nother week for spring break, which I am very very excited about. All right, we're over 200. And Jose just broke us over 200. So the Tackle Warehouse gift card is now worth 100 bucks. Awesome sauce. So let's keep it going. Keep it going. Next one will be 150. <laughs> we'll bump us up to sorry, just... 125. I think that's what I said. I don't know. Keep super chatting and we will see what this thing gets to. But yeah, I'm very excited. A lot of st cool stuff going on. Got new toys to play with as far as cameras because I do have to say, filming on YouTube for me as is as fun as fishing some days. Like I really do love filming and playing with camera gear and getting cool shots and being cinematic. And it's just fun to get out the, the drones and the cameras and do all that kind of stuff. So are you getting ready to throw that eight inch mag draft? I am. I was actually planning a trip to go do that. I was talking to Caleb about it. Um, I got to call him back. He called me the other day while I was at work and didn't have a chance to answer it. But um, I want to get a hold of him and I want to go do some sneaky, sneaky stuff, get out the big mag draft and toss it. May throw it around tomorrow. You know, this time last year, I ended up catching like a almost, no, it was a five pound and some change smallmouth on an eight inch mag draft on a flat, which is wicked. Sorry, guys. When I teach all day, the throat. The voice starts going out. By the end of the day, I start sounding like Peter Brady. I'm like, what plus? What is, dude? <laughs> Bobby, he's like, whoa, Dad. That's a lot going on there. Get it up. Get it up. So when do I throw the mag draft? So right now, the big 8-inch, 10-inch mag draft, big paddle tail swim baits, I start throwing those. <coughs> you got COVID? No, I joked. I swallowed I mean, doesn't he take you out back like old Yeller and get me a new girlfriend? You're my wife. But anyway. I mean, if that's what you want. No, it's not. I want you to stay around, please. But anyway, um... Big swim baits. Yeah, I start throwing them this time of year. You know, that this is really going to be the chance to get the biggest fish that you'll catch all year. And right now is the optimal time to kind of intercept those bigger than average fish that want to eat those bigger than average baits. And so right now throughout April is going to be the time that I keep it locked in my hand. And then I tell you one thing that I do is once we move into the shad spawn, 
I'll get that thing back out and start throwing it again because when everybody else is throwing a spinnerbait, a topwater, an Alabama rig, you get that big bait out, show those fish a little bit something bigger, something that's a little bit more worth their time, you would be amazed the kind of fish that will come up, investigate, and want to eat that thing. And then once we roll off into the summer, that's when I start breaking out the big glide baits and start you know, hitting isolated pieces of cover and <laughs> stuff like that. So I tell you, funny, Huddleston. I've never caught a bass on a Huddleston. I've caught walleye on a Huddleston, but I've never caught bass on a Huddleston. I don't know why I've thrown it and thrown it and thrown it and thrown it. I've locked it in my hand and thrown it all day and never got a bite on it. It's something very interesting to me. I don't know why. I, I just don't. I just don't know why I can't get a bite on that thing. I, I don't know if I'm doing something wrong or what it is, but you know, and even all the guys that I big swim bait fish around, they don't catch them on them either. You know, you need a charger. Yeah. Well, grab yourself a charger there, woman. I'm telling you, I'm glad that you we don't like host like an official podcast because you'd be the worst interrupter ever. Probably. You, you're not Jamie. I'll tell you, I need me a Jamie. Like a Jamie, you know, like from Rogan. Hey, Jamie, look that up. That's what I need over here. Somebody, a little TV behind me. Hey, Jamie, look that up. But yeah, so I, I don't know. It's funny. All the guys I fish around, swim bait fish around, they don't really catch them on the Huddleston either. I, I don't know. I don't know what the deal with that is, but. All right, so let's uh, keep looking. Oh, talking about camera stuff. Also, make sure to pick up a polarized lens cover for the new DSLR to help show bed fishing action. Good idea, man. I'll have to find me a polarizer that fits this thing. I got to figure out what size actually fits this thing. I'm not even sure. But yeah, I need a polarizer and an ND filter because of how wide that thing will open up. Bed fishing. That would be cool. That would be cool. I may get another lens, though, more specifically for, like, tied-up stuff. I want to plan some, like, frog fishing stuff and get, a, like, a good, big, like, telephoto lens to be able to get some frog blow-ups from, like, far away. I would love to do that. That is something that I want to have put on my channel that I did. I don't want to borrow it from somebody. I wanted to do it, so... Oh, wow, Terry. Um, I'm, I'm very sorry for your loss, man. That's uh, that's rough, dude. Really, that's 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 rough, rough. So, sorry, man. My condolences. Um, yes, Bethany is allowed to slap me, and she does slap me for, on occasion. She's uh, she's dangerous, y'all. Don't don't play no games, okay? Like she uh, she she is a is a she is a ninja when it comes to like she's the kind of sneak up on you. You know what I mean? Like you think, oh yeah, I could take her, and then next thing you know, you're laying on the ground, not completely out. Like Dustin Poirier caught you with a nasty left and then a kick to the <laughs> head, and you know you're laying there in that full full blown seas. You know where the where the wrists are tucked in. Yeah, it's that kind of deal. Hey, listen, this dude wants you. Yeah, he's he's annoying. Well, he's you hot. you're he's, gonna have to deal with him. For everybody that's on audio version, that doesn't know what I'm talking about. I'm talking about my stupid dog. God love him, but yeah. So. Um, let's talk about some more spring fishing, guys. We've kind of got off <laughs> a little tangent here. You know how it is on the Alex for Fishing channel? Rabbit holes, rabbit holes, rabbit holes, rabbit holes. Hey, another another filming question. So let's talk about filming for a minute. You guys want to know how I film? Let's talk about it. Um, So I've seen some drone content in your videos. Which one do you fly? I actually have the DJI Mavic Mini, and I sold my DJI uh, Phantom Pro for it because the Phantom Pro... Awesome, awesome drone. You know, 4K, the whole nine, does all the crazy stuff. 
but you can't fly it anywhere around here. Where we're so close to all these dams, you can't fly drones around them. Well, DGI come out with that Mavic Mini, which is under a certain weight limit, which makes it legal through the FAA to be able to fly in places where I couldn't fly my Phantom. And so I picked that one up and, you know, it's shooting 2K, the whole nine, you know, doing everything that I don't think it's noticeable because of how down it gets on YouTube anyway when you upload it, but still able to fly it and do some really, really cool stuff with it. So. Yeah, and then my new main camera, we'll talk about that one when it comes in here. Right now, I'm shooting 80D with a 10 to 18 Canon on it, which is kind of like the ultimate vlogging camera. That's what Casey Nastat used forever and all that kind of stuff. And then all my chest mount stuff is a GoPro Hero 8 um, that I power with a little external battery pack. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. Favorite flipping bait of all time. That one is really, really easy. A Strike King Rage Bug. Striking Rage Bug in Moon Juice or Chameleon. That's my two favorite colors, but I've caught more fish on that bait than probably <clears throat> any other flipping bait out there. I'm really excited, though, because um, Derek over at Beast Coast was telling me we've got some cool new plastics coming down the pipe that I'm very, very excited about to get in my hands and may take place of new favorite flipping bait or one of the ones that is kind of a um, confidence bait for me. So really, really looking forward to that. So... Jason said he bought my crankbait in Magic Shad color. I think that color will kill him. Talk about the process in making them. Yeah, so I actually did this on the Tackle Talk podcast um, yesterday, too, which was really, really cool. I'll let you guys know when that one drops. Um, I'll make sure to post on the community tab, all that kind of stuff. Follow me on Instagram if you don't. That's where I post a lot of that kind of stuff. I'm just letting everybody know that it's out there. But the process was awesome. You know, it took about probably six months maybe a little bit over that because of COVID to get it all refined down to where I wanted it. But essentially what I did was I, I took the the framework of the hammerhead that already existed and we shifted where the weight was at in the bait. Um, we made it just a little bit heavier, took all the rattles out of it, took that rattling chamber out of it to make it a little bit more buoyant, put some number four hooks on that bad boy, we also did the four custom color schemes. Um, and essentially what I did was I printed off what, like blank 1.5 um, like coloring sheets is essentially what they were. And I got out a pack of colored pencils and I made the colors that I wanted. I know I wanted four colors and we're going to add some more colors to the collection as time goes on. But I know the four that I wanted initially. And then I worked with Messer Bates to create those. And what was really cool in making this bait is there was things that I specifically wanted, right? Specifically wanted to see in the bait. And there was some things that came out of the bait that I didn't even know that were going to come out of the bait, right? And one of those being that it, when you fish it on like 10 pound test, because of the way that the bills angled, I think can get down to six, seven, almost eight feet if you want it to, especially on a good long cast. Another thing that it's got going for it is a little bit tighter of a wobble. You still got the exaggerated back and forth that you get from that square bill. You still get the hunt and action, the deflection, everything that you want in a square bill, but it's just got a slightly tighter, you know, kind of more slender profile, just overall a little bit less bulky than a traditional 1.5 square bill. And so we're getting some really, really cool things out of the square bill that I've not seen in a square bill before outside of that hammerhead 1.5. But now we got in that silent version with those custom colors. And I am very, very excited for you guys to get your hands on it. You know what I mean? So um, Beast Coast finesse jig. Yeah. So Beast Coast does have a finesse jig. That's a bot I'm trying to get on right now. I've been wanting to make a video for you guys with the hybrid hustler is what it is. 
And I did last year, about the end of April, man, smash their face in with that thing. And all throughout the end of April, throughout shad spawn, essentially what I would do is I would get up, get there at the crack of dawn, fish shad spawn, and then go flipping that hybrid hustler and put fish into the boat. And so I'm trying to get on that bot right now, trying to kind of figure out where they're at, what they're doing with that, because it is an awesome, awesome bait. If you guys have never seen that, essentially what it is, is we call it the hybrid because it's a hybrid between a silicone and a marabou jig. So you get all that silicone, that big piece of marabou in there, and it just creates a really unique little jig. And it's great for you. We've got ones that you can throw on a spinner rod as well as ones you can throw on the casting gear as well and had a ton, a ton of success with that one. So what are my thoughts on when it's safe to take a yak out water temperature-wise? This is a really good kind of discussion point, really good question. Because I've had several conversations about how I don't like fishing when it's cold. And I really, I don't think, I don't think I have ever. And I won't go fishing by myself when the water is wintertime cold. Like when it's in that 40 degree range, you know, high 30s, low 40s throughout the whole 40s, even into the lower 50s. If we're not having extremely warm days, I don't go fishing by myself um, because I just, I think you're fine. You know, most of these modern kayaks are really hard to flip. I think most people are safe. Most people wear the PFD. I think that's fine, but it's not the drowning that's going to get you. It's going to be the hypothermia that sets in and it doesn't matter how good your rain gear is, how good, you, whatever you've got going on is if you fall in that water and you get to the bank and you might not be able to get your keys out of your pocket to go get into your truck to get warmed up. I mean, and if it's not sunny, if it's snowing, there's going to be so many things go wrong. So I think it's fine to fish in those colder temperatures. I think you just always need to have somebody with you, a fishing partner with you. And I fish in my kayak. Very rarely do I go by myself. You've noticed when I do go by myself, I'm in my autopilot, right? I'm in that kayak that I don't have to propel myself. I can get somewhere and get somewhere using that motor. Whereas when I'm in my pedal drive and I'm doing my turn, it's, I'm almost always fishing with somebody just so I'm around people if something were to happen. So that's kind of my my uh, thought process like that but um let's go the dog is awesome yeah bobby's the man he's he's a he's a bobby, nut he's here. a total nut we call him bob come robert come dickhead come here bobby yeah well he is just ugly and then we got bexley too bexley's pretty cool she's just uh she's a lot to deal with you know she gets a little crazy at night too because she likes her bed and you say the word bed she'll knock you down to go get in it Look, that dog these two dogs sleep at least 20 hours a day it's crazy hey Corey fisher ohio he wants me to say it what bobby <laughs> bobby what are you doing buddy what are you doing bobby what are you doing how are you doing what are you doing how far am i from cumberland cumberland lake um probably two three hours two three probably three probably upwards more like the two and a half three hour range i've never been there i want to go because i've heard it is an awesome awesome lake and i would love to go check it out sometime wow <laughs> bobby just threw up on my back so oh wow here we go so in february i fell into the ohio river at the mouth of a creek broke two reels and when my 250 pound butt slipped on the mud held onto a tree root until the fire department got oh, there gosh. on a killer walleye bite hey at least the wall I'm biting. Yeah, dude, that's the kind of stuff I'm talking about, man. That's just rough. Like, you got to be so, so careful. You know, I always tell people, if you're in that kayak, put that PFD on. Do not take it off. If you do need to take it off for any reason, go to the bank. I had to take mine off the other day. I literally ran my crap up on the bank, got out of my kayak, 
took a pee, stretched a little bit, took my PFD off, adjusted the things I needed to adjust, and then I got back into my kayak. So just be, be very, 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 very safe. Um, we're going to go for just a few more minutes here. So I'm going to remind everybody one more time about the Super Chat. Yeah. Right now we are at 207 entries. So the, the, gift, card? the gift card is at $75. No. Yeah, $100. Yeah, yeah so this, the gift card is at $100. If we can break, let's just do this. If we can break 300 Super Chat entries before I end this thing, I will give away a $150 Tackle Warehouse gift card. And how that, many, wait, how many did you say? Huh? How many did you just say? Break 300. 300. Okay. 300. Okay. So if we break 300 entries, I will give away a $150 Tackle Warehouse gift card. Um, and that's a lot of money on Tackle Warehouse. Not if you're buying a rod or a reel, but if you're buying Tackle. You buy a lot of tackle for $150. So go down there, super chat a dollar. Every dollar is an entry. So if you enter one, it's one, two is two, three is three. Dunbar outdoors, he super chatted five bucks. So that's five entries for him. And then we'll randomize this thing right at the very end. Do I take cash? I wish I did, but I don't. We got to do it through super chat to kind of consolidate and make sure everybody gets a, a fair chance. But if you want to mail me some cash, I mean, I'll man, take cash. yeah, I'll take cash. <laughs> Any, anytime you want to give it to me. Have I ever fished Percy Priest? Um, no, I've not. I want to, though. That's another, like, that's weird. You know, that's something I've always headed south, right? I've always gone to Chick and Nickajack and Gunnersville. I've never headed out west, and there's a lot of great fish fishing out in west Tennessee, middle west Tennessee, that I need to go check out. I, I need to get into that. Alex, if you're, oh, that's the question. I thought you were popping that up there because it was something <laughs> fancy. Thanks a lot. Now I just look like an idiot. Now you're still. Oh, man. Oh, wait. I'm missing Super Chat. Hang on. Missing Super Chat. Yeah, make sure you put those in. So, oh, favorite pond lure when the ponds have grass? Uh, spinnerbait. Spinnerbait, spinnerbait, spinnerbait. And, you know, most people would say, oh, it's a bladed jig. But, man, for me, it is the freaking spinnerbait, dude. I have had a ton of success fishing ponds with the spinnerbait. I think it's just simply because you can get it in and out of stuff. You can get it through the grass. You can get it through the sludge. A lot of pond fish just don't see a lot of spinnerbaits, you know, throughout time. They see a lot of sinkos. They see a lot of frogs. They see a lot of bladed jigs. But, man, break that spinnerbait out in that grass, in that sludge, and you will be amazed what will happen. One of the biggest bass I ever caught in a pond was almost a six-pounder caught it on a spinnerbait. One of the best days I've ever had fishing in a pond did it all on a spinnerbait. So, hey, Alex, bet you can't wait to fish that turquoise Michigan water again in the spring with Mr. Ben Nowak. No, I cannot, and I cannot wait for it to get here. It actually won't be the spring this year. It'll actually be summer. I'm not going to be able to make my way up to the great state of Michigan until about the second week of June um, just because of the way school schedule's fallen, mine and Bethany's anniversary is the first week of June, so I don't want to leave her here high and dry. And she doesn't care, but I, I don't want to leave her high and dry. And then just some other stuff going on. I kind of want to be here that first week of June. I'm going to make sure everything shakes out the way that it needs to shake out. And then I will be northern bound. As my papa used to say all the time, we'll draw a ring around that dog's ass and send him Ohio away. I don't Never know why he used to say that. It's apparently the ring around the dog's ass represents that he's going Ohio way. So we'll put a ring around my ass and we'll send me towards Ohio way. So there you go. Yeah, I'm very excited to go to Michigan. It's going to be a good year. It's going to be cool this year because we're going to do some stuff that we've only done one year prior. You know, usually we're doing the bed fishing stuff. Usually we're doing the giant smallmouth stuff. This year we're going to focus more on largemouth, dock skipping, grass fishing, Wacky rig, rigging, frog fishing, that kind of stuff. Doing some northern Michigan largemouth and smallmouth stuff, but I am very, very 
excited about it. So, man, I'll tell you, Bethany, do you honestly care what about our like me being here on our anniversary? Not entirely. Yeah, not entirely. Yeah, she's. Uh, we are not the top to be like all, like like we don't do Valentine's Day for sure. Like that's ridiculous. Birthdays, we do birthdays, you know that kind of stuff. But bit. like. You know, when we got married, it was me, her, mom, dad, grandparents, and siblings, and that was it. Like, we're not big production people. All the fun stuff, all the fun stuff of marriage happens, like, right now. Like, this crap is fun, just hanging out and being friends and living life together. So, it's it's super, super fun. So, June weddings are the best. 27 years here in June. Yes. My man. Look at you. Look at you. Over 27 years flaunting off. So it'll be three years this year, right? It'll be two. It'll be two? No, it's two. three. We got married in 2019. Oh, yeah, we did. See, I don't know. It's okay, though. I just like being married. We've been to What I do? You put your elbow in. Oh, I'm sorry. We've been, we've been together for 10 years this year, though. I do know that. A whole decade. A whole decade, though. Oh, but anyway. It was awful cold up there this year. Thick ice. Yeah, that's what kind of Ben was telling me, that it got, like, super, super cold. That's interesting to me. I wonder how that'll affect the bite. I don't know. We was one year it got super cold like that, and it made the bite go off. So the gift card value is equal to half of the entries based on the multiples of fifty for the entries. And I think that's the formula. Sounds good to me, Bud. If that's what if that's what gets us through, that's what's going to get us through. All right. Glad you're not my accountant. Glad I'm not my own accountant. Okay, that's all I'm saying. Did you fail math? Because I did. <laughs> anyway, I saw a question I wanted. Any of your rivers or lakes have poor visibility year-round, one foot or less? What are you go-to baits in those waters? Bright, flashy, rattles, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Um, None of them have, like, super dirty water all year, right? We have those stints of super dirty water. Um, but I know a lot of those guys that fish, like, Ohio, Indiana, they deal with super dirty water all the time. And, you know, for me, man, you know, when it gets dirty like that, you can't beat something loud and big or dark and bulky. So I did a muddy water fishing video where I talked about this. I love bladed jigs. I love spinner baits. I love 1.5s. I love things that are going to displace a lot of water and get a reaction bite. Or I want to throw something that's big and bulky and has a good dark profile, like a black and blue jig, a big creature bait, something like that, just so that those fish know it's there. Um, you can add rattles to jigs, do things like that. But I think for the most part, those fish know that those baits are there. And if they live in that kind of environment for an extended period of time, they'll be very keyed on eating and doing what they need to do. And so you can have success, even though you think, man, this is really dirty water. They're not going to be able to see this. John Cox proved it in the elite series events that he fished here, fishing chocolate milk water with a white shag color fritz side. Those fish... They keyed in on that because the shad don't change color. So that's kind of my thought process on that. You did a video about lithium batteries. What was the outcome of that? Was it worth it? Um, yeah, that was an awesome lithium battery. Ended up uh, doing a 12-hour float, spot locking, I mean, probably 30 times along the way. Took me like, you know, like I said, 12-hour, I mean, just a ridiculously long float. And I only used half of the battery life. That thing, for the most part, like my trip I took the other day that I posted on my channel where I caught those fish on the Ned Rig, that was from 7.45 till 3.30, and I only used a quarter of the battery life of that thing. So the lithiums definitely are the way to go. If I could afford them to put them in my boat as well, I would because lithium is just the power that is absolutely crazy. So, well, boys and girls, dead chipmunk. 
I love you too, buddy. I love that guy's username. Every time I see it, it's amazing. Love your channel. Keep the content and the live streams. Also, favorite lure for fishing for bass and lakes in the spring. I mean, do you want to answer it or should I answer it? I don't know. Square bow crankbait. It's the best. I love square bow crankbait. I love spring fishing, period. Jerk baits, square bills, flipping, jigs, big swim baits. Everything that I like to do, I get to do it in the spring. I love springtime fishing, so I love it all. But... Ladies and gentlemen, I tell you what, we've been on here an hour. I stayed up last night till one o'clock in the morning watching the new Zack Snyder's Cut of the Justice League. Highly recommend it. Really, really good. Totally different movie than the original. Go check it out. And then I had to get up this morning, go to work, worked all day. And now we're here and I want to go to bed so that I can get up and go fishing in the morning. So we're going to end this thing right here. But before we end it, we got to give away a tackle warehouse give gift right card. I want to give everybody, just like the dead chip buck, because he's the man. I want to give everybody one more chance here to enter the Super Chat. So We're really that close to 300. We're really close to 300. We are Hang a on. little under 50 away from 300, which will top that Tackle Warehouse gift card out at 150 bucks. right? That's what I said. That's half of 300. So That's half of 300. And so um, give everybody one more chance, but then we will get out of here. So... Guys, make sure, like I say, links are down below. Go use the code BEER to get you 10% off everything at MonsterPass.com. I've got some other discount links down there. Use Tackle Warehouse affiliate links. If you're listening to this on podcast form, come to my channel Friday night, 9 o'clock Eastern time, almost every single Friday night. We were on a streak there, but I broke it last week. Come over, hang out. You guys will get to be part of the conversation like we were tonight. Like I said, you guys were the guests, which is really, really awesome. But – Babe, I think uh, we, we got a few more coming in here. We're going to give everybody some time. I'm not in yet, so hang on. I got everybody time. Zach Snyder's Justice League was good. It was good, dude. It was. I liked it. I enjoyed it so much more. I mean, it was long, but it kind of breathed. I mean, it was, like an, it was a piece of art is what it was. I mean, it, it, it kind of transcended a movie into just like that was his vision for what he wanted, and it was really cool. And what's really sad is that we're not going to get to see a sequel of that. But, hey, what can you do? I'm really looking forward to uh, the new Batman, though. Um, the dude who directed Planet of the Apes, I forgot his name, is Matt Reeves, is directing the new Batman, which I am uh, I'm super excited about. And then Ben, yes, Ben will be back. Ben's just been playing hooky, had a lot of stuff going on. Like I said at the beginning of the stream, I believe he had to rewire something on his boat, so that's what he was doing tonight. So that's where Ben is at. But we're so close. How close are we? Twenty nine. We're twenty nine bucks away. 29 bucks away from this Tackle Warehouse gift card being 125 $125. $150. So if somebody wants to uh, wants to just go ahead and break that out and do it in, I'm going to give you a minute to get that done. So put your next Friday absence on a something. <laughs> That's awesome. That's awesome. That's so funny. We don't use that where I teach, but I use that when I subbed in Knox County. That is so funny. That just made me giggle. Yeah, I need to get a sub on here, right? That would be... i tell you something else I'm going to try to do. And if you guys want to do this with me, hit the like button. Hit the like button and leave me a comment after this is over. Hit the like button for me. Everybody go hit the like button, all 116 of you guys. But I'm thinking about connecting a Google number up so that you guys can do call-ins. And I'm going to figure out how I can get the audio pulled into the live stream so it'll be kind of like a radio show so that you can do call-in stuff. And we could even do giveaways with the call-ins. Like, be caller number four to win a chance to get some AFCO underwear or something like that. You know what I mean? So Wait a minute. 
Do you push us over the top? Let me see. I don't think quite yet. I think we're still 10 away. Let's see. Yeah, we're 10 away. Eight, $9. Yeah, nine, $9. Yep. Nine bucks and we're at 300 Nine bucks and we are at 300 So, all right. I gave everybody a minute. I'm sorry. I said a minute. I said, I, and see, people say they'll call in. Ruben says they'll call in. I don't know I've Ruben. Been you it's a good I don't idea. know Ruben, but I bet I could have an awesome conversation with Ruben. I'm about to get, get all my pranks. Got some prank callers in here too. Got some prank callers. Yeah, but you need to be able to end that call real quick. There, there we go. go. There you go. My man. Thank you very much. All right. So hang on. I got to get him in there. All right. Bethany's going to get you in there, and we are going to give away a $150 Tackle Warehouse gift card. That is a lot of money for the Tackle Warehouse. Oh, wait, there's more. Oh, Lord. There's more. Hang on. All right. Let's just wait. I, get. I swear, y'all, y'all getting me, y'all getting me with this stuff. All the people listening on podcast version, this is why you need to come over to the live stream on Friday nights because we do fun stuff like this where we give away a bunch of stuff and if and all uh, that kind of David stuff. David Dunbar but, wins this. I'm not calling this. Yeah, if David Dunbar wins it, I'm I'm calling foul. <laughs> He's got some kind of bug in my computer or something. But yeah, no live calling. I think that would be a ton of fun. I think we could have some awesome conversation. I think we'll probably have some inappropriate conversation. I think we'll probably have some people call in and just say cuss words and hang up like they do on Rick all the time. I don't know why they do that, but I think we'd oh have a gosh. ton of fun. Hang on a minute. Team Zip Zipper Lips. I can't keep up. He's going to get nine more dollars in there. We're about to go go to one seventy five. Well, I mean, if these, well, no, not quite. Never mind. I mean, if these boys and girls want to do that, I'm down. I'm single, ready to mingle. Are you? No, I'm not. Call-ins are fun with Monster Bass. Yes, they are. I just yeah. want to do mine better. Let me tell you why. Anything I can do to outdo Rick makes me happy. Okay. So any way that I can one up Rick is going to make me happy. So what I want to do is integrated audio into the live stream. So it's cleaner sounding. Everybody on podcast can hear it. And I don't just look like a doofus. Oh, my phone up here going, Hey, can you hear me? Hey, I can you hear me. Can you hear me? Can you hear me? You know, you know how Rick is geek. But anyway, I love Rick. He knows that. Um, ladies and gentlemen, let's pick a winner. Who's picking the number? Um, I oh. guess you have to. No, you got to, babe. I have to look at the list. Oh, that's true. Will you still pick a number? No, I feel like okay, that's not, that okay. Okay, I'll pick sense. the number. Let me um, um, let's see. I need a number. I need a number. So it's one between one and what? Hang on, don't look. One and well, hang on. Three twenty-eight. One and three twenty-eight. I'm going to go. 75. Kurt Rudd. No way. <laughs> I swear. No way. <laughs> Are you shitting me? Jeter. That's funny. That's funny. That's funny. Well, Kurt, congratulations. If you're still here, you just won a $150 Tackle Warehouse <laughs> gift card. I swear to God that was not rigged. Okay. Between David Dunbar and relatives winning crap. Okay. David Dunbar is the man, first of all. I have never seen anything like that. That man needs to buy a lottery ticket and go win it. But this week it was 75, Kurt Rudd. My uncle, Kurt Rudd. And it's it's right there, 75 on it. So he said give he said no way give it to someone else. All right, Kurt says give it to someone else. Give you it sure? to someone. Are you sure? Because I will email it to you. I mean, do you do you really want me to give it to someone else? Because I will pick another random number. I'm going to give you a chance to respond. Do you really want me to give it to someone else? I mean, I'm not. I wouldn't. Do I don't care. I mean, like, <laughs> Terry's like, I call BS. <laughs> Y'all got my computer bug. Or the Russians is what it is. The Russians is what it is. All right. Um, I'm going to go Kurt. Kurt says give it to someone else. So I'm going to give it to someone else. He's going to be a good uncle here and, and give it away. Um, 
Wait. Let me right. it again. All right. We're going to do it the same order. Okay. We're going to go 110. Watch it be card again. But wait, there's more. What is it? Dairy, Dairy CKW. Dairy CKW, buddy. Congratulations. You won the $150 gift card. That was pretty funny. I never thought the cart would get pulled on that one. But That's yeah. Funny. So, Dairy. Uh, CKW, buddy, you just want a $150 Tackle Warehouse gift card. And so what I'm going to need from you is your email address. And I am essentially just going to send you a $150 Tackle Warehouse gift card code that you can use on Tackle Warehouse to buy all kinds of stuff. So congratulations, buddy. $150 worth of Tackle Warehouse stuff is, is pretty, pretty cool. So next week, I'm going to try to even one-up this live stream as far as raffle stuff. So do me a favor, hit the like button because it helps to boost this thing up to the top. Go leave me a comment down below of what you would like to see raffled away. Obviously, nothing ridiculous. I can't get boats. I might be able to get a kayak. I can email Great some promise. people and ask about them. Definitely get AFCO stuff. Definitely get Strike King stuff. But tell me some stuff that you would like to see in the raffle. And I do appreciate you guys, again, coming out, hanging out with us, taking time out of your busy week, busy day to come chill with me. My family, the Rudd household, Alex Redfish, and I really do appreciate you guys. And as always, you guys are sweet. And we will see you next week. Raffle some undies. Who wants underwear? I'll give underwear to anybody. We'll give. I wonder if I get an underwear pack. I'm doing it for next week. See y'all.